Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Anita J and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book and we are in the chapter, There is a Solution, page 17. We're going to be reading the first and second paragraphs, beginning We of Alcoholics Anonymous through Together as We Are Now Joined. First paragraph is going to be for context only. Today's readers are on the 12 Steps, Lauren N., 12 Traditions, Carrie M., Readers of the text this morning are Katie G, Larry K, and Tina S. The share ID numbers for yesterday, March 21, 21st, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 9746, and the 10 a.m., 9747. Our preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I have now asked Lauren N. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, all. Can you hear me? Perfectly. This is Lauren N. from New York calling uh, regarding reading the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 
six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and for the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lauren N. And I've now asked Carrie M. to read our 12 traditions. Carrie M. Press star one. Hi, my name is Carrie M. I'm a compulsive overeater from Boston. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems in money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you very much, Carrie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. 
There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to, to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are in the chapter There is a Solution on page 17. And we're going to revisit yesterday's two paragraph, first two paragraphs, beginning with We of Alcoholics Anonymous through Together as We Are Now Joined. And we will be focusing on that second paragraph. And I have asked Katie G to begin our reading today. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Anita. May I be heard? Yes. Awesome. Good morning, everyone. Katie G, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. There is a solution. We as Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were just as hopeless as Bill, once it's just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. We are average Americans. All sections of this country and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding, which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie Joyousness and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of the ship's passenger, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go in our individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. And let me set my timer. Good morning, KDG Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic, holy smokes. Well, you guys have done a great job covering this. I felt the electricity yesterday listening and um, love to be able to pipe my voice in. I mean, isn't there a magic me too factor? I mean, I came into the rooms 15 years ago and um, people were talking my language. They, for the first time, were articulating the wants, needs, and desires of that little girl, right, who's like six years old and she wants to die and so she's going to eat and food is fixing it and she has this like fantasy land and all of a sudden you are telling my story or you start saying you're starving and you're counting your calories so much that your whole binder is filled with calories and you cannot stop counting. And I love the image, right, that so many of you talked about yesterday, like from steerage, which is the bottom of the ship to the captain's table. Guess what, guys? We're all swimming. And it brings us all together. But I think the thing that comes to me, like after being in these rooms for a few 24 hours, is that's just one element. Because there are outside groups that I have joined for my own personal benefit, like to, to deal with um, issues that I'm going through, right? And the difference is that um, when I call you, right, and, and I say to you, this is what's going on, no matter what the news, if it's mad, if it's happy, if it's devastating, 
you all help me with um, what they're talking about, what is holding us together, and what we are now joined. So you don't sit there, or maybe you do. Maybe you say, hey, KDG, I am so sorry. That is really hard, okay? But after a few minutes, we're like, hey, KDG, the blessed fact of your abstinence. Hey, KDG, have you helped someone today? And more importantly, let's start with this. Hey, KDG, how's your entire abstinence? How's your steps one through nine? How's your powerless and unmanageability, KDG? How's your relationship with your husband? You all help me. You put my hand in God's hands so that no matter what I am going through, I have this solution today, this one solution that helps me realize that there is a problem and the best news is that the problem is me. And if the problem is me, then things can change. Because if the problem is everything that's going on, and let's be honest, anyone on this line will validate me with me right now. There are things in your life that are difficult, right? Life is tough, right? But guess what, guys? There is a solution, a solution, and it's not food. So thank you, God. Thank you, God, that, you know, I'll close with this. You know, I joke, like, I grew up as this Roman Catholic girl. I I know more about Orthodox Judaism because of the most beautiful friends I I've learned so much, but most importantly, I've learned that no matter what, there is a solution and that if I am the problem, I have a solution and it's God. And I'm just going to keep doing this with you, shoulder to shoulder, swimming with my life raft of the steps one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Katie G. So let's take a few more people who were slow to volunteer yesterday. Let's take a few. Kim G. Kim G. Joe A. Wait, who was that? Who was A? Joe A. Oh, Joe. Okay, Joe A. One more. All right, then we'll sum up this with uh, Kim G, then Harlan G, and then Joe A. Good morning, Kim G. You're up. Good morning. That's the quietest I've ever heard the line. My goodness. Well, Good I morning. think <laughs> Go ahead. Good morning. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never, never have held us together as we are now joined. You know, this is a beautiful beginning of this chapter, but I think it's also a warning. You know, we hear later in the book that we create the fellowship we crave, and that that just always has struck my heart. But I have to realize, too, I honestly have always done that. I don't know about you guys, but before I came into OA, I had my my, uh, binge buddies. I had this ability to create that fellowship I craved, the people who ate just like me. You know, I come into Overeaters Anonymous, and the joy of being in a meeting where people knew my secrets, that was a powerful cement. But I have to tell you, also in Overeaters Anonymous, if I was in relapse, I would surround my people who were in relapse because I didn't want to feel like I had to, do it, I had to put the food down. You know, when I thought a food plan was the solution, I surrounded myself with only people who ate exactly like me. So if our only bond is the disease or defining the disease through a food plan, I'm not going to get recovery. The next chapter, the next paragraph is going to tell us I have to be bound around the solution. 
You know, I remember after becoming recovered six years ago and going back into my face-to-face meetings and being very frustrated with the amount of disease in there, and I was talking to my nutritionist about it. And she said to me, she said, unfortunately, Kim, many Overeaters Anonymous meetings are where compulsive overeaters go to die. And I was angry that she said that. But I also understood what she was saying. So many of us are just bound on the disease. You know, when I think of it, I can't remember how long ago, but there was a Mediterranean cruise that actually tipped over, and hundreds of people died. And when I was watching a show with some of the survivors, they talked about the fact there were certain passengers that got frozen in the fear of what was going on, and they couldn't move, and they drowned because they stayed where they were afraid to move. And there were other passengers that said, no, I'm going to survive this. And they bound together and creatively found different ways to get to the top of the the cruise ship where they could be saved. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Are we going to sit here in fear that we are compulsive overeaters and die in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous? Or are we going to find a solution and bound around that? Because I have to tell you, when I heard there is a solution, that sounded kind of crazy. But I have to tell you, there always was one solution for me. Now, maybe one day it was a ding-dong, and one day it was a Dorito. But every problem I had, no matter what it was, the solution was eat, and it will go away. Why is it so crazy to think there might be one solution to what will help me recover from this incredible um, disease? And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Kim G. And good morning, Harlan G. You're Good up. morning, Anita. Good morning, Anita. And thank you very much to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. The reason that I live in Scottsdale, Arizona is not because of the weather. That's just an added bonus. But the reason that I live here, the reason that I moved here, um, is because I have friends here. And many, many of the people that I know here, I have known just about my entire life. I know everything about them. They know everything about me. They knew my mom. They knew my dad. They, they went to the same grammar school as me. We went to the same high school. We worked the same jobs. I know everything about them that there is to know. But there's something about me that they don't know, and there's something about me that they won't never know. Why anyone that has struggled with weight, struggled with their weight since childhood, would eat a fourth or a third Oreo cookie? They have no comprehension of why anyone would do that. They also have no comprehension why I would be on a phone meeting at 4.19 a.m. on a Wednesday morning seeking whatever recovery I can get from this meeting. They have no idea what it's like to get up in the middle of the night and go to a fast food restaurant because you can't sleep because the shamrock shakes are coming out. You understand those things. You know more about me than they will ever know. You speak and understand the language of the heart. I can't go anywhere else and find anyone that can speak and understand the language of the heart except you guys. A little later on in this chapter, on the next page and the page after, we're going to find out that 
this chapter is not just about a solution. It's also about the two OAs that exist, the OA in the book and the OA in the fellowship. Now, unfortunately, there are people that are trying to recover on fellowship alone, and that can't be done. I can't be honest with people. When I was a kid, I learned to lie because people would ask me, why are you eating so much? And if the truth be told, I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is everything in me screams, don't eat chocolate chip cookies. And the other voice in me screams, eat a chocolate chip cookie. All I ever wanted to be was thin, but all I ever wanted to do was eat. I can't explain that to other people. I can't explain that I ate most of that food against my will. You understand it. There is a place I can go, and that is to you. Thank God for you, because without you, I'm dead. Because you make me feel less alone. You make me feel like there's hope. Thank you for doing that for me for the last 38 years. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Harlan G. Uh, Joe A., good morning. You are up. Joe A., press star one. Hi, this is Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm calling from Cleveland. Um, boy, two hard acts to follow, long-time listener, first-time caller. The word peril just really jumped out at me. Earlier this morning I was reading in the um, uh, For Today book, and peril is in there. The great peril of compulsive overeating makes sisters and brothers of all of us in Overeaters Anonymous. My favorite line in the big book is, we are people who normally would not mix uh, prior to coming into the, pro- the rooms 38 years ago, I had a very small circle, my nuclear family, my television, and my food. Uh, OA has uh, opened my mind to meeting many, many people who normally I would not mix, and for that I am eternally grateful. My world has grown. My opportunities have uh, grown so that's just uh, sharing this common peril. Who would have thought? And with that, I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Joey. Uh, now we're going to move on to the last paragraph on page 17, beginning the tremendous fact for every one of us. And I've asked Larry Kay to, set, to begin the reading. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, <laughs> yeah. Anita. <laughs> Can you hear me all right? Beautiful. Uh, I can't carry a tune. Okay. Well, here's a fact. Um, a, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. All right, Anita, hopefully I won't go over too long. I'll try not to here, but um, talk about great news. Um, You know, after thousands of years, literally, where there was no solution for alcoholics of the hopeless variety, they they found one. (laughs) They found one. 
I mean, you talk about a miracle. When our early pioneers found this solution, you know, the, the AA program had been strictly word of mouth. You know, they, they used the basic ideas evolved from the Oxford groups, um, William James, Dr. Silkworth. And it came down to six steps, admitting powerlessness over alcohol, taking a moral inventory, sharing our shortcomings with another person, uh, making restitution, helping other alcoholics, praying to, to their higher power for, you know, for, for power to practice these ideas. These were considerable variations on this general process. But, that, but nothing was put in writing, and then they put it in writing. You know, when we look at the definition of a solution, what are we talking about? It's an action or a process that solves a problem. It's an explanation. Specifically, it's a set of values and variables that satisfy an equation. You know, if we look at the Latin root word salute, S-O-L-U-T, salute, it means to loosen. So the word solution is that which has loosened or untied the knot of the problem. Now, th this paragraph brings to mind for me that there are two forces in recovery. There's the sheer force of the fellowship, and, and then there's the power of the spiritual awakening, and, and both are needed. But let's not kid ourselves. The first is intended merely as a support mechanism while I deliberately uh, work these steps. And association with the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous is important, and it may keep me sober for a while, in some cases weeks or months, yet as long as I have an untreated condition of mind and body, it's inevitable that I will be led back to, to the food. I have to have a vital spiritual transformation. The big book tells me that I'm not going to recover from my condition unless I have a spiritual awakening. And, and what we'll see is the first half of this chapter that we're now reading was designed to show us why the fellowship alone is not sufficient to produce an essential psychic change. And we're going to see in the second half, it's devoted to sharing the solution, which is having a spiritual awakening. And lastly, I'll say I want to speak about the notion of the way out. You know, when the big book was written, there were numerous titles under consideration, and the New York group was in favor of Alcoholics Anonymous, and the Akron group favored the title The Way Out. They couldn't go with the way out because there were, there were other books with that title. A tremendous fact, the cinnamon, synonym or cinnamon um, for the word fact is reality, actuality, and certainty. You can't recover in the fellowship because the fellowship was never designed to produce the essential psychic shift. Only the spiritual awakening will do that through the steps. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you very much, Larry Kay. Who else would like to share on that last paragraph on page? Tina S. Stacy T. Nessa R. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Tina. Lindy F. Nessie. Lindy F. Tracy T. Renata. Tracy T. And Renata. Oh, Stacy T. Right, okay. No, Tracy T. Oh, there is a Tracy and there is a Stacy. Okay, guys, are you trying to? What are you trying to do to me? No. Okay, I think the order isn't right. But look at Tina, Nessa, uh, Tracy T, Lindy F, Renata G, and and um, wait a minute, Stacy. Is it Stacy T too? Yes. T. Okay. All right, I think that Tina, Nessa, 
Tracy, Lindy, Renata, and Stacy. Okay, let's start off with Tina. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thanks for your service, Tina S. Recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Uh, thanks, Larry. What a great share. And you know what I like the best about this is the last part of this sentence, the great news. Because for me, this was the great news. And that it is a tremendous fact. And, I, and the definition was already said. And then I have something else that says it's something that is indisputable and verifiable. And that is certainly the fact for me. And that we had a common solution. You know, it's not a secret. You know, it's universal. It's not private. You don't have to belong to a certain club to get this solution. You know, you just have to be a compulsive eater uh, of the type that it describes in the, in the big book, you know, and, and I fit, you know, I belong right here. And so if I'm willing to do the work, which it talks about, you know, uh, uh, we can absolutely agree on the solution and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. There's action, there's work to be done. I can't, and I, I always, and I say this for me, you know, I can't just sit here on the phone and think that life is going to be wonderful because I'm listening to this meeting. Well, you know, this is a great meeting and life, life can be wonderful, but there's some work to be done that I have to do. And, and also, you know, I love that it was shared. We have a way out, you know, of this destructive disease. And so there's no excuse for me anymore. Once I come here, you know, I don't have the excuse of I don't know what to do. The truth is I do know what to do. The bottom line is I have to do it. And, and um, you know, what a gift. What a gift that it's reiterated over and over again in this book that there is a solution. And if I want to be a part of that, you know, I have to do the deal. You know, I can't get it through osmosis. And, um, and I love that it talks about all, these, all the words, you know, facts and, um, you know, way out, a common bond, you know, and stuff like that is just exactly what I need to hear. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tina S. Nessa R., good morning. Hi, good morning. Vision for you. This is Nessa R., um, recovered in Toronto, Canada. So the problem um, brings us together, but it is the solution that keeps us together. Um, you know, focusing on the problem is great, you know, because it absolves me of any responsibility um, for the shape and status of my life. You know, if everything is um, out of my control, everything is somebody else's fault, you know, there's nothing really that I need to do. And I remain stuck and I remain miserable, um, but hey, it's not my fault. However, when I focus on the solution, I realize that, yeah, you know, what happened to me may not be my fault, but this is my life and it's my responsibility to make it the best possible life I can. And it is my choice whether I stay miserable or I pursue a life of happiness um, joy and, and freedom. And, you know, there's, um, you know, there's both kinds of meetings in our fellowship. There's meetings that are just totally focused on the problem and there's meetings, um, albeit a few, uh, uh, a lot less than, than the first kind that are focused on the solution. And now I choose to go to meetings that are focused on the solution with people who want to hear about the solution, who want to implement and work on that solution um, to, um, to, unstick my, to unstick ourselves, to unstick myself from 
from, from the misery and depression that uh, this disease caused me. And it is entirely my choice. You know, yeah, it is important um, to have unity, but let's have unity uh, when we're focused on the solution because this is what we came here for. I came here to find a solution to my, to my, to my food and weight problem, but I found a much greater uh, solution to my life problems. That's what keeps me coming back and that's what truly binds us together and can keep us together. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Nessa. Tracy T., good morning, followed by Lindy. Tracy, press star one. Can you hear? Can you hear now me? I can, yes, yes, thank you. This is this is Tracy T. from New York, um, compulsive overeater that's fighting to become 100% abstinent, which I'm happy to say that yesterday I actually was. Thank God I call people from um talk to people on this on this line uh the solution i'm i'm praying i'm calling i'm listening i'm doing my step work a lot of the people calling on this line are identifying themselves as recovered and i'm just want you to know i appreciate all your shares and um life is getting is as crazy as it could be right now i'm taking care of an alzheimer's mom and I have two teenagers. I have a 19-year-old son who I worry at times that maybe he, he, I don't know what he's going through. My daughter suffers from some anxiety and tries to ease herself by plucking an eyelash here or there. And I realize that I can't pray and ask God to help them until I help my own self ease, learn how to ease with my own anxiety, not using food and leaning into God and listening to the solution that you guys are saying um, exists. It doesn't mean life's going to get easier, but you're telling me that I'll be able to um, sleep, put my head on the pillow, and not be a slave to the food, and not be so terrified of feeling uncomfortable. There's a solution. That's what you're saying, that there's a solution, and I just want to thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, Lindy, good morning. You're up. Hi, this is Lindy. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Um, this is Wendy F. Upstate New York, and um, I I love to talk about a solution, um, a spiritual solution that comes from a, a spiritual change, and um, I think that makes all the difference. Um, when I first got abstinent, it was because it was the first time I was willing to praise my higher power is still for me. And um, I am working on returning to a state of willingness. And this morning I am willing to change my attitude and to change my behaviors. Um, and around a lot of things, including food. Um, my attitude around problems people. Um, I'm much more willing and able to face up to things that I've been avoiding for decades. And um, I wouldn't be doing all that without uh, this program and without the spiritual solution. Um, and I think I probably need more fellowship. So, um, 
as well. Uh, thank you very much. Ballet Pass. Thanks so much, Lindy F. Uh, Renata G., good morning to you. Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G., recovered compulsive reader in Istanbul. Uh, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And, you know, this book, you know, allowed me to find a common solution, not just for my problem with food. You know, I discovered by going through the steps that I had a problem living. I could not leave Hep Joyous and Free. I could not stop binging. I could not stop, you know, numbing out. But I needed a process. I needed some steps. I needed an action plan, you know, in order to have access to a power greater than myself. Uh, this uh, sentence, you know, made me think of a couple of places in the big book where it tells me that whenever I can trust and rely on a power greater than myself, then my life is okay and I don't need to overeat. It says on page 68, paragraph 2, that perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we're now on different bases, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. Because, you know, on my own, I mean, I really tried to stop eating compulsively. I tried as best as I could. I tried everything that was available to me, and I could not. I would always go on diets and break the diets and feel devastated. And, you know, and then I would binge a little bit more so I could numb out and not feel that pain. And, you know, that vicious cycle from doctor's opinion would be endless. And so I had to find power somewhere, and I didn't know how. I knew it wasn't in me. And what this book did for me was to give me this, like it says here, harmonious action, like an action plan, specific directions to follow so I could have access to the power that could free me a day at a time from, you know, the the obsession of the mind, that drive to eat that food, that, oh, that's going to make me feel better. And uh, just another thing I want to read real quick. Page 50 says, These men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. That's what I needed. I needed a miracle. I couldn't do it. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Renata G. And Stacy T., good morning to you. You're up. Good morning. This is Stacy T. in Cleveland. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I wanted to talk about their, a common solution. And today, I do know that there is a, a common solution. And when I first came in to Overeaters Anonymous, um, one of the meetings that I went to frequently, um, they weren't talking about the big book. Um, there were three things that they said, which is don't eat, go to meetings, and pray. And I thought that was all I had to do. And so that is what I did. And as someone pointed out, earlier in the share, it, I was still untreated. My condition was untreated. 
And it wasn't until I really came to a vision for you that I found and came to believe that this common solution is what binds me with you. And I can absolutely agree that without this common solution, my life is in peril and I am on the edge of a cliff. Um, And joining in brotherly and harmonious action means that I understand that you understand and that you understand that I understand that this is a deadly disease and that up until this page we're told exactly how, why, and ways to um, move into a program of recovery. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Stacey T. I'm going to open it up again. Who else would like to share on that last paragraph on page 3? Melissa. Leah M. Melissa T. Okay, wait a minute. Just a minute. Um, Monica T. All right. I I think I've missed a couple. Let me tell you the four I have here, though. And that is Melissa C., Monica T., Leah M., Vasa O., and who else? Penny C. Penny C. All right. Kathy R. I'm not sure we're going to get this far. I think I heard an Esther and a Kathy R. But um, let's start off with Melissa C. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and, um, you know, I'm listening, and I'm thinking um, this harmonious, you know, um, action and that our common solution, and that is the common solution, you know, that that um, we bring our own voices, you know, our own kind of melody, our own take, but together it's beautiful music, and so, you know, when I listen online and I hear people who are really strong and steady in their recovery, and I can kind of take that and, and infuse that in my experience, um, pointing me in the right direction. And then I hear people who are clearly, you know, struggling and trying, and I can take a piece of that and sort of marry that in as well. And that together really is my common solution. And so, you know, I'm thinking like... Um, what makes us so different from people who just, you know, survive a, a, a an accident, a boat, you know, catastrophe, is that we stay in the water, you know, continuing to help people. I don't, you know, run away and say, yeah, I'm free and now I'm gone. You know, the, um, the common solution is that other-centered, you know, and so every single struggle or triumph I've had in this program is all designed to make me uniquely useful to other people. And so, you know, um, getting, whether that means getting abstinent, you know, I can share my struggles that it took me a really long time to put the food down. I kept relying on it. And yet having that experience makes me useful. You know, it makes me uniquely useful. Or, you know, someone um, was speaking to me about issues that they had um, 
with their body, you know, full of self-hatred about their body. And, you know, thank you, God, today, that was my experience, too. I've had a lifetime of hating my body. And, um, you know, and, of course, all of this is steep in the steps. You know, it's not just fellowship, me just talking blindly about my experience, but um, the common solution is the steps and is that um, we carry the message. We remain, you know, steeped in the message. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Melissa C., uh, Monica T. followed by Leah. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. Yeehaw! We got some great news. I'm excited here. Great news. There's a way out of this hellhole that I spent 40, 50 years in. There's a way out. The tremendous, the enormous And I love how someone said earlier, indisputable and verifiable for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out. There's a way out, people, on which we, we, who are the we, the first 100 recovered alcoholics, can absolutely, absolutely, without exception, completely entirely agree here are 100 former erratic crazy alcoholics who have recovered saying we have a way out what hope what great news you know it's kind of hard to argue with a hundred people now if it was one person telling me this you know I would have you know way find ways to argue with them but this is a hundred of them we have a way out They're not telling us exactly what this is yet. And in the next few pages, they're going to have to remind us, you know, I'm a great forgetter of the problems, of the issues, that I do have this disease. But we can join in brotherly and harmonious action, agreed upon, consistent action. Again, a hundred of them. This is the great news. Now, we're sharing this great news. There's a way out. What, how exciting. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Monica T. And good morning, Leah. Thank you. We have a way out. And it is great news. And it is a message of hope and possibility. You know, I like another message of hope and possibility that's found in the chapter entitled The Vision for You. It's on page 153. It goes as follows. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. See, that paragraph had some... Some, you know, a message I really needed to look at, you know, should you wish them above all else? I mean, I certainly had the desire to recover, but I wasn't making use of the experience through applying through the action steps of the program of recovery. The fellowship to me was very powerful. However, it was not creating the vital change necessary in order to recover. 
um, it was the 12 steps that creates the vital change that was necessary. You know, the meetings foster the necessary spirit of the fellowship, but the steps provide the required fellowship of the spirit, you know, the 12 steps. And, and it took me five years of further progression in the OA rooms before I was beaten to a pulp. And against all odds, I was supposed to self-destruct um, and began to work this program of recovery as if my life depended on it because it did. It gave me a sense of personal responsibility. See, my recovery was going to be a co-creation between my willingness and God's grace. My willingness to go to any length and God's grace. You know, if we made two lines, two groups of people, those who recover and those who do not, the group of folks who recover would be very short, very, very, very short in Overeaters Anonymous. Very, very short. And the group of folks who don't recover would be endless. And do you know who chooses which line you're in? You do. I did. I had to choose. It's not who gets it and who doesn't. It's who does it and who doesn't. There's no evil force here, you know. There's no limit on God's grace. Those who recover aren't special. We don't have any special credentials. We haven't been appointed by anybody. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired, and so I threw up my hands and said, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I am finished here. I'm either going to end my life or start a new one. And the decision to do it is up to me. <laughs> There's no one else. Willingness was an inside job. So I just encourage anyone, you can recover. It's just going to take some grit and some perseverance to do so. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Leah M. And Vasa, followed by Penny, and I think you each have about two and a half minutes. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good morning. For, and I am a grateful uh, recovered compulsive reader from Florida. And what a great news when I came into the program that I, when I heard the solution the, about the solution, I've been trying to look for the solution for many, many years, and this was my last hope, and this was my last place to, to you know, to find the solution, and the willingness to go to any length. Yeah. We lost you. You know, lose the way I'm going to leave the program, and I couldn't even understand why people was. Then and still were there for years and years. I thank God I stayed and listened because my sponsors of Vasa, if you don't work the steps the way they're laid out, you're going to go back into the food addiction. And I had seen, I, thank God I stayed, you know, and I had seen over the years people did come and lose their weight and they left. They said, oh, they don't need it any longer. And they gained the weight and they were too ashamed to come back to admit what happened to them. So I've seen it all, you know, all many different things over the years. But, I, again, I'm so grateful I stayed here in this, uh, in this program. I lost the weight within six months, and I knew enough. I better stay in because I don't want to go back into the food. But I also heard uh, this was a spiritual program, and if I didn't have a, if I didn't have a power greater than myself, you know, the work is useless if I do not have a power greater than myself to carry me through the steps. 
So I know my time is up. I, I'm just so grateful to be with every one of you, and I pass right now. Thanks so much. No, you came in under. Thank you. Penny C., good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thank you. Um, thank you, everybody that's on the line. Uh, Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Uh, when I think about the solution and what I first heard about that was in the doctor's opinion. And Dr. Silkworth says um, toward the end of, of the chapter, what is the solution? And he doesn't give a, a, a very, you know, um, direct answer. He says, let me tell you about my experience. And isn't that what we do when we're trying to tell other people um, about the the wonderful news of of the 12 steps? And so Dr. Silkworth tells us about the man that had the gastric hemorrhage, and he, he was seemingly hopeless. And he says, and so what was the solution for him? He accepted the plan outlined in this book. And then Dr. Silkworth gives us one more example. He says when he needs a mental up, up, uplift, he thinks of the man that had locked himself up in, in, a, in a barn determined to die. And after he was rescued and he had a physical rehabilitation, uh, he was brought back to me. And what was his solution? It says he, was, he became sold on the ideas contained in this book. And so... You know, we hear, we, we learn about the solution very early on, and it's the ideas contained in this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps, the spiritual recovery, and, and that's, that's where it's at. And, and I love, again, the idea of not answering a question directly, especially with sponsees. Tell them about my experience. That's the key. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Penny C. Uh, we still have a couple of minutes. Um, was there an Esther? Did I hear an Esther say something? Volunteer to speak. Hi, it's Esther. Good morning, everybody. Uh, hello. May I be heard? Yes, yes. Yeah, this is absolutely a miracle. I'm sitting and listening, and I see how God. Um, really harmonious plan goes into action. It's unbelievable how this common solution works. Our infinite God takes people from Belgium and Germany. And yesterday we were talking about how we all walk into the rooms or pick up the phone for visions. And we don't know each other. We have nothing together. And suddenly, this oneness of the mind brings us together, our common experience, our brotherly love puts us here, and the program of recovery suddenly makes us have something in common. And it works. Work it, and it's like unbelievable. This program that we who didn't know each other had nothing to do with each other suddenly are one. It's it's like an unbelievable miracle that that 
God did for us that we now have this common solution if we work it together. It's unbelievable how the threads come together. Of course, it doesn't show us yet what's going to be, but his infinite plan is amazing. And the fellowship together. Time, please. Oh, time's up? Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You didn't have the full three minutes because the time for the section is up. Thank you very much for phoning in. And what was the initial of your last name, Esther? S. S. or F. Okay, Esther S. All right, we're now going to close um, this section. Hello, this is very important for the lady with a daughter pulling out her eyelashes. That's usually an indication that she's being sexually abused. That's all I have to say. All right, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone who has shared, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, to uh, Wednesday, March 22nd, is 9750. That is our share for today, 9750. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, so stay, Tina S., would you please read a vision for you for us? Thanks, Anita Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Feeder, uh, Anorexic in Florida. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.